Join Jim Commando Saturday morning at 10 on News Talk 930 and 103.9 FM. K-R-O-E. Your business deserves a strong partner. First Federal Bank and Trust provides cash management services to help your business collect, disperse, and manage funds. Whether you need merchant services or positive pay fraud protection, our team will find the tools that best support your business. Contact a cash management officer today by visiting efirstfederal.bank. First Federal Bank and Trust is your partner in success. Member FDIC. Whether you're planting a tree or digging a foundation, contact One Call of Wyoming at 1-800-849-2476 or 811. Call two business days before you dig. It's free and required by law. Repairs to utilities can be expensive. Cutting a gas line or electrical line can be deadly. No matter if it's weekend yard work or major construction, call One Call of Wyoming at 1-800-849-2476 or 811. Sponsored by Public Service Commission, Wyoming Association of Broadcasters in this station. What is your business worth? Have you considered buying or selling a business? Our certified valuation professionals at Harker Mellinger can help you determine the proper values in gifting, estate planning, and the purchase or sale of your business. This is Alicia Cox. Harker Mellinger has been providing professional valuation services for Sheridan area businesses since 1995. Schedule an appointment today to discuss how a business valuation can work for you. Harker Mellinger, 672-0785. Are you a good listener? Has anyone ever accused you of being a problem solver? Someone who likes to help others have success? If so, Sheridan Media would like to talk to you. Have you ever posted something on social media that had all your friends and family laughing? Have you ever fought off a bear? If so, let's talk. Not necessarily about bears, we just think that would be a cool story. Here at Sheridan Media, we have a ton of fun helping businesses grow and we could use some more help. We're looking for an advertising and marketing professional. You'll earn a base salary plus commission and receive benefits like health, dental, and retirement. So if you or someone you know has marketing and advertising experience or any of the previously mentioned skills, please send your resume to jim at sheridanmedia.com. That's jim at sheridanmedia.com. Sheridan Media is an employee-owned and equal opportunity employer. How fun is your job? When was the last time you jumped out of bed before the alarm and got to work early? Do folks around your office laugh enough? When you get a win, does everyone celebrate your success? Does solving creative problems give you a thrill? Yes! We know that thrill. And if you want more of it, we want to hear from you. Sheridan Media works with local business to increase revenue and grow the bottom line. We do it by creating smart, creative advertising on air, online, in print, and through digital devices. Every day, the Sheridan Media team comes to work and does the job that makes things better for our listeners, our clients, and our community. Shared Media is currently hiring a sales and marketing professional. If you're a creative, hardworking problem solver, we're looking for you. You'll earn a base salary plus commission. Plus, we offer health insurance, dental, a retirement plan, and generous paid time off. Sound good? Sound like leaping out of bed for Send your resume to Jim at SheridanMedia.com. That's Jim at SheridanMedia.com. Shared Media is an employee-owned company and an equal opportunity employer. From Sheridan Media News, it's time for Open Line Friday. Your chance to join the conversation and talk about what you want to talk about. Call the Jackson Electric Open Line at 672-KROE. 
That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Open Lines, Aaron Palmer. And good morning, Aaron Palmer on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday, along with my cohort here, Mr. Ron Richter. Good morning, Ron. How are you? Good morning. I, I am well. You're doing well? Yes. What do you think about the weather? It was great, and all of a sudden it just went yeah, to this. I can handle it, though. I mean, it's not bad, as, least, as long as we're not getting snow. That's true. You know, That's true. I, I'm already, and the thing is, the temperature isn't that cold. No, no. I was really surprised. It looked like it was colder than it was. Yes. I grabbed it, my jacket, and I was kind of like, I think I got too many clothes on. That's how I was yesterday. Uh, I was a little layered up, and I'm like, my goodness, I'm kind of warm here. But, <laughs> yeah, whatever. It's good. You yeah. know, pretty soon it'll, it'll be here. Yeah, it'll be, you know, blister your skin hot and We'll be complaining about that. Yeah, trying to get figure out where to put our air conditioners and all that. <laughs> the fans. The... This is the Jackson Electric Open Line. It's your opportunity to talk about what you want to talk about. We have a couple of topics. Um, phone numbers that you can call if you're wanting to call in and talk about stuff. 674-4443 or 672-5763. This week's poll question, not not a big surprise, I guess, if people know what this is about. But what? go ahead and let's, let's talk about the poll question. Right? Um, well, what is your stance on the Wyoming Public Lands Initiative? Uh, 231 agree that management of those lands should be local. 47 people disagree, saying that a, uh, the feds should have control. And then 23 people were undecided. So, yeah, it was pretty overwhelming that people think that the uh, control, the management should be local. And this has been an ongoing thing. I think uh, with some of the stories I've read or heard that this has been going on for 30 plus years with some of these areas and they're all over the state of Wyoming. And it's not not just concentrated here in Northeast Wyoming, it's in Jackson, Teton County, Sublet, all over. And then there's, I think there's three in Johnson County and we'll get to those in a minute. But what the reason we brought this up is because uh, Johnson County Commissioner Bill Novotny is the president of the Wyoming County uh, Commissioners Association. And they have been trying for the last three, four, five years to get something done on this, on these lands that are just basically being held up by the federal government. And I don't think it's intentional. I think it's just that the, the federal government really doesn't see this as a high priority on their, on their list. So they're right. just not really concerned about it, but that affects everybody at the local level you know as far as Wyoming but see, is then, concerned. Then, then leads to the question of why not give it to a local <clears throat> control then? exactly exactly and so what and I think Bill described this as is it's basically a de facto uh, wilderness area it, all of these areas because you can't do anything there there's no you can't even cut firewood there I mean you can I, I don't even know how you would get to a lot of these areas because there's either no roads or the roads have been closed down or something. So they're just wanting, and these are public lands. These are lands that we should all have access right. to, even if they are wilderness. So the, what the Wyoming County Commissioners Association is wanting to do is have the federal government just basically, you know, do something, make a decision. Um, are you going to, you know, keep these as a de facto wilderness area? Are you going to turn it back over to the state for us to manage and, and uh, take care of? Or what? You know, something. Just let us know. Because 30 years has probably been way more than plenty enough time to make a decision. Yeah. 29 and a half too much. 
<laughs> Probably. <laughs> the, Probably. That, that, so, that is the problem with the federal government. Right. You know? it, they just, yeah, they drag their feet. And I understand it's not easy to, I mean, our own state government, I mean, you know, it, it's not, it's not easy to get things done in, yes. in the state legislature. And then you go to the federal government and it's just like even an, an nth degree worse. Um, anyway, the County Commissioners Association, what, why this came up again is because Senators John Barrasso and Cynthia Lummis reintroduced legislation back on April 27th that would resolve the management status of, of all of these acres of land in public lands in, that are located in seven counties in Wyoming. So what Bill Novotny was trying to bring to everyone's attention is that, yes, we need to do something about this and with the help of both of our senators and now with um oh, oh, oh harriet hageman she's a representative that they're hoping that she's going to get on board with this and actually you know put her name yes and back this to get something done this I, year they're hoping i think they actually want her to have kind of a, a parrot legislation um to sponsor something very similar to what they're pushing in the senate Exactly. Okay. Let's um let's go to a clip here. Bill Novotny talked to Floyd Whiting here within the last month or so and uh, on Public Pulse and talked about this. And so let's go ahead and go to Bill Novotny and, and let's hear what he had to say about this. We have uh, wilderness study areas that the BLM uh, and the Forest Service created. Uh, they wrote a recommendation to the Congress in 1990 and, and Congress it was the early 90s, has just not acted. So we have land that is left in management purgatory because Congress can't act. Uh, because it has that study area designation, it's being treated as de facto wilderness. So uh, several years ago, counties across the state that had wilderness study areas in them convened collaboratives. Uh, they figured out what best management practices were for those areas. There's some parts in the state where it, the recommendation is to become wilderness. The three areas in Johnston County, which there's Fortification Creek, which is over on the border with Campbell County. Uh, it's a big area where there's lots of elk. Uh, there are then two wilderness study areas outside of KC, uh, the North Fork and Gardner Mountain. And so we convened these collaboratives. They made recommendations to the commissioners on what should happen to these lands. We packaged these recommendations into uh, an act uh, Senator uh, Barrasso has been fantastic on this, as well as uh, Senator Lummis. They uh, got the bill through a hearing last year, and then Congress ended, and we didn't get it across the finish line. They've reintroduced it, uh, and we're really, really hoping that uh, that Congressman Hegeman will introduce a companion bill to this, because this really is the best kind of public policy. This is locally driven from the grassroots. This is... Uh, us making recommendations on how we want to see the lands that we live and recreate around on be managed. Uh, and we're just really hopeful that we'll get this bill moving in the Senate uh, and actually move from hearing, get a markup and get a vote. Uh, but it would really be helpful if Senator Hageman would step up and introduce the House companion bill to this. This is just good public policy. Okay. 
That's Bill Novotny talking about the Wyoming Public Lands Initiative and what they're wanting to get done through the federal government. And w let's talk about, because what's really, this doesn't really concern Sheridan County other than people that may want to use those lands for whatever they choose. I mean, because people go down to Lake Desmet. Yes, is an correct. Example, it, so. it doesn't necessarily affect Sheridan County, but it affects Sheridan County residents. Right, and this, it affects the people in the state, even yep. though it's in Johnson County or in other counties elsewhere. Let's take a look at these three areas in Johnson County. And um, Gardner Mountain Wilderness Area is about 6,500 acres, and uh, they want to rename this Fraker Mountain Management Area. They want to allow grazing, manage, motorized use of to, to promote public access, support wildlife conservation. They want to build no new roads except temporary roads for various purposes. Withdrawal from, try it again, withdraw from mineral and geothermal leasing and allow directional drilling only from outside the area. That's Gardner Mountain Wilderness Area, which is down near KC in the southern Bighorn Mountains. The other is the North Fork of the Powder River Wilderness Area, and it's about just over 10,000 acres, also multiple use. They want to rename it the North Fork Management Area, and again, allow grazing, manage motorized use to promote public access, support wildlife conservation, no new roads except for temporary roads for various purposes, withdraw from mineral and geothermal leasing, and allow directional drilling only from the outside from outside the area. So again, same thing. They're still wanting to protect it, just open it up to multiple use by the public. And then the last one's the Fortification Creek Wilderness Study Area. And this this is the interesting one. It's kind of on the cusp of Johnson and Campbell Counties east of uh, Buffalo, kind of near the Powder River area. So it kind of straddles that area near the Powder River. And it's 12,500-ish uh, acres. Also, they want to have it as multiple use. Rename it the Fortification Creek Management Area and again allow grazing, motorized, da, 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 same thing. They just want to have access by the public and still maintain it as a quote-unquote protected area. They're not going to allow you know a bunch of drilling and all that other kind of stuff in there but they just want to have access and that area out near Fortification Creek is there's a huge elk herd out there that they could open up for hunting for the public and manage that elk herd out there through the game and fish. So that's kind of what they've been looking to do for years. And like I said, I think it's right at 30 years that these these uh, management areas have been just basically held up. Sitting dormant. Yeah, for whatever reason. So anyway, that was the interesting thing. So the, the question was, uh, the poll question this week is, do you agree with that? And apparently there are the majority of the people, at least that responded, are, are wanting to see that go back to local control. And I think, I don't know, I guess the question would be why? Why do people, is it because they want access to it or do they have no faith in the federal government after 30 years? I mean, what... What is it? If you have a, an opinion on this, give us a call. All of the above. Yeah, some reason. <laughs> yeah. Numbers you can call 674-4443 or 672-5763. Call, let us know what your opinion is, or if you have something else that you want to talk about. This is just the topic that we chose this week. Not that we have to talk about it all week, but we can. Um, we've got a few. What's the thing that we handed, handed out with uh, Bob? This is interesting. 
This is concerning the upcoming Wild Rodeo events. Yeah, the uh, beds along the Bighorn Bed Races. What uh, happened Sheridan with that? Media has announced that uh, they will not be held this year. Due to safety concerns for participants and spectators on Brook Street, the temporary route of the Wyo Rodeo Parade, of course, due to the construction downtown. And um, I'll just read the, uh, the release. Following a thorough evaluation of the Brook Street area in consultation with local authorities, it was concluded that the street isn't wide enough to ensure the safety of all involved. The ongoing construction in the Main Street area further limits alternative routes for the events. Sheridan Media remains committed to our mission of providing a fun and enjoyable Rodeo Friday event for the community. We'll continue to produce the live streaming video and radio broadcast once again this year, ensuring that everyone can enjoy the festivities no matter where they live. Your continued support is appreciated, and we look forward to the day when we can safely resume the beds along the Bighorns bed races on Main Street. Okay, so there's there's that. Beds along the Bighorns are not going to happen this year because and i think there were like they said concerns about public safety and well yeah because that, that brook street is not it's not wide, wide. at yeah. all it, it really isn't i mean it's dare i say it's going to be tough for the parade to be honest with you <laughs> but you know we I mean, that's not right. we, and this year probably next as well because i think that that uh, construction is probably yeah, going to be next, on Main Street. Next year, too. Ne- next so. year. So, and we're going to have to change what we're doing, I'm assuming, because we're not going to be able to set up on Grinnell Plaza because we right. would be looking at construction. And, and that's part of the part of the issue, too, as well, is, is where our base camp, so to speak, will be and, right. and whatnot. It's just, it, it, it's going to be kind of a logistical nightmare. What is the parade route, do you know? It, well, it, yes, it, it's Brook Street, but it, it loops around and... You know, there we have it on our website on sharedmedia.com. Oh, yeah. Yes, but um, it, it's a little interesting, um, but it, it's what has to be done. So, do you and, have and, any in part? You know, in part of the parade route has you know they've done that before, where they go down the alternative street. You know, where they turn around and mm-hmm. go down, um, but the whole route is going to be on Brooks. So. It, It'll be interesting, you know. I'm gonna have it'll, to look at the map and figure it, this out. It'll work. I just think, you know, there'll have to be. Well, it's gonna have to work. I mean, there'll have there's to, no choice. Yeah, there's just gonna have to be a lot of uh, common sense by uh, everyone involved, including the uh, the public that uh, likes to get as close to the action as possible. Um, that might not always be the best decision. Now that you will be close, no matter what. Yeah, they're not gonna have to throw candy. They're gonna just hand it to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Well, I'm going to have to take a look at that route because, yeah, everybody's going to have to change what they're doing. You know, obviously, I think Tommy and I were talking about this, that one of the ideas was is just to take Grinnell Plaza and spin everything around. But with the, the pancake breakfast, it, you know, they didn't think that was going to work. So, yeah. yeah, there's a bunch of And I don't think they have everything really set in stone yet. No. And they're still working on a lot of it. Well, it's a, it's kind of a moving target, so right. to speak. I mean, but <laughs> all right, it, it'll work. You know, it, it'll happen. But uh, you know, the bed races. I just think, you know, err on the side of caution. I think that's yeah. I, I think that's probably the best choice right there. We're going to go ahead and take a break right there. And uh, this is the Jackson Electric Open Line, and we'll be back, and we'll have more stuff to talk about right after this.
specialist to the most complex electrical applications, Jackson Electric has the knowledge, the experience, and the reputation to meet and exceed any electrical need or requirement. Jackson Electric's expertise even includes phone systems, data systems, LED lighting systems, fire alarm systems, and irrigation systems. Residential, commercial, industrial, agriculture. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, Jackson Electric does it all at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. When you hear the name Noah's Auto Glass, what do you think of? Do you realize that we can service more than just passenger vehicles? Hi, this is Cindy. Here at Novus, we can repair and replace glass in semi-trucks, farm equipment, construction equipment, RVs, and classic vehicles. We can even come to you. If your restoration project has gotten overwhelming, we can help get you over the top. Stop in or call today to make an appointment. Novus Auto Glass, 347 North Main, 672-0139. Saturday, May 20th, at the Johnson County Fairgrounds, 40 of the top PRCA bull riders will compete on their journey to qualify for the NFR. The gates open at 5 with amazing vendors. The first shoot opens at 7. It's going to be a night you don't want to miss. Join the after party with live music at the Cowboy Saloon. Safe rides will be available. Get your tickets at the gate or online at foreverwest.events. For updates, like us on Facebook at Forever West Productions for updates. It is critical we keep AM radio in all cars and all trucks. Hey, Sean Hannity here. More than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio. It is the backbone of the emergency alert system because when cell and internet services are down, AM radio might be your only lifeline. Now text AM to the number 52886. Tell Congress that we need AM radio in our cars. Text AM to 52886 today. <laughs> Sorry, we weren't paying attention. That was our cue. This is I, the Jackson. I Lecky. was caught off guard by the uh, <laughs> the elevator type music. Yeah, that's, uh, I, I thought it was led a us back from the break. I yeah. was like, "Is this as as the world turns?" <laughs> yeah, I thought it was still a commercial. I was waiting for somebody to say something, and then it started fading out. I'm like, "Uh, okay, all right." Yeah. Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Aaron Palmer and Ron Richter, and. This week's poll question was talking about the, we were asking a question about the Wyoming Public Lands Initiative, and Ron, let's touch on that again. The, uh, the, it was overwhelming that people wanted those lands to revert back to local control. Yes, the first Northern Bank of Wyoming uh, poll question, what is your stance on the Wyoming Public Lands Initiative? And it was overwhelming. Uh, 231 votes agree that the management of those lands should be local. While 47 votes disagree, saying the feds should uh, have control, and then 23 people were undecided. Okay. The Wyoming Public Lands Initiative, and what we talked about this uh, earlier, but uh, Johnson County Commissioner Bill Novotny had, he's the president of the Wyoming County Commissioners Association, and they drafted this Wyoming Public Lands Initiative as legislation to go to the federal government to basically get them to make a decision as to what they want to do with these federal lands, uh, public lands, that they have basically had tied up for decades and haven't made a decision one way or the other. And because of that, it's basically, as Novotny put it, these lands are basically de facto wilderness areas because nothing can be done. 
right on these they're not technically open to the to the public for a lot of yeah they're public lands yeah but they're public lands so let's talk about the wyoming public lands initiative and if you want to talk about this or something else numbers that you can call are 674-4443 or 672-5763 so there you go you want to chime in on this or something else feel free but the wyoming public lands initiative what is it well it's a collaborative county-led process intended to result in one and this is according to their website the uh, WCCA website, multi-county legislative lands package that is broadly supported by public lands stakeholders in Wyoming and advanced to the congressional delegation for introduction in Congress. That's what we were talking about. The ultimate goal is a new federal law that governs the legislation, excuse me, the designation and management of Wyoming's 42 Bureau of Land Management, BLM, and three U.S. Forest Service wilderness area study areas in Wyoming and where opportunities exist address other public land and management issues affecting the broader landscape. So the it's not limited to just these areas in these seven counties. It, it could be broader. Right. Others. So, exactly. So just getting the federal government to please make a decision. That's what it's all about. So they introduced this. Back uh, last month, uh, Senators Barrasso and Lummis introduced this in the Senate, and then they're trying to get Representative uh, Harriet Hageman to get on board and also introduce this or a similar bill. Yeah, a companion bill. Companion they call it, bill. I'll call it parrot legislation. There you go. Basically. With the House of Representatives, with the idea that hopefully at least one passes if, and you know, it would be great if both did. But that's what they're wanting to do. And the timeline on this, um, according to what I had read and heard, is later this summer. They don't have a specific date as to when they're expecting this to happen or not happen. But probably this summer is what they're hoping is going to happen. So that's what the issue is. They're wanting to open up these lands. And uh, the areas, we talked about the ones in Johnson County, but these... These areas are all over the state. There's seven different counties that have. Uh, no, before you go there, and I, I just I wonder if part of the issue is because a lot of other members of Congress, this does not affect them, so they don't care. It, well, that very well could be. Yeah, somebody in Connecticut, they don't care what's going on in Wyoming. And public lands in right. Wyoming, right? Because they have no public lands in Connecticut or other states, so right. they're it's probably not an issue for them. Rhode Island, right? Um, but other areas like New York, I guess there are federal lands there, maybe not like right. Wyoming, but I think, what is it, like close to half the state of Wyoming is owned by the federal government? Bureau of Land Management. And yep. U.S. Forest Service. Yep. Crazy. Okay. So it very well could be. They're, they're just not concerned about it, so why, why mess with it? But, you know, like you said, there are other areas that have somewhat similar issues and and this could maybe get the ball rolling for those areas as well in other states so that i'm sure that's part of the lobbying that's uh uh senators lummis and brasso are, are trying to do on capitol hill is is say hey you know if we can get this going for wyoming this could happen in your neck of the woods as well oh absolutely and there are areas like when i was living in oregon back in the 90s um and i'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus here it's just it's truth but President Clinton at that time had the roadless areas mm -hmm. that he was pushing through. And that affected the forests in all over the West Coast where they're, and, and this was even, you know, he, th they were trying to protect those forests 
by not having new roads in there. But in effect, what it was doing was also closing down a lot of the roads that were already existing. So there were areas where people could hunt, could go back in and camp, could go back in and just hike, whatever it was, that were closed down because of those roadless, quote-unquote, rules that were in in effect in the 1990s. So it could affect those type of things. It could... All of these legislative issues, you know, it, it doesn't just affect this minor thing that we're talking about. There's no, a, there's it's a, domino, a broader thing. A domino effect. Exactly. Somebody will take this and go, oh, well, according to this, this is what we can and can't do. Well, yep. let's apply it here. So keep that in mind. Um, the counties in Wyoming where these uh, public lands are uh, part of the WPLI, in Carbon County, uh, there are four there. There are in Fremont and Natrona counties, one, two, two there. In Washakie and Hot Springs County, three there. And, oh, that'd be Sweetwater. I don't know where this one is, but there are three more, Lankin Dome, Sweetwater Canyon, and Dubois Badlands Wilderness Area, which I guess is over in the Teton area. And then, of course, the three in Johnson County. So this affects, oh, I'm just making a guess here, you know, multiple thousands of acres of public lands in the state that this is going to affect. So anyway, craziness. Um, Hopefully something will happen on this. We will keep our eyes on it and let people know, obviously, what happens in the next few months. See where it goes. Okay, well, let's move on. Nobody's really too concerned about, well, I, I shouldn't say that. They're concerned, but they're have basically have nothing to say so let's move on to some other topics um what do you think about this situation with kinski and driscoll ogden driscoll yeah Yeah, where they were talking he was he was wanting to remove him as the the chairman chairman of what which committee it is the uh appropriations committee which is basically money it is the most important committee in the legislature. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, there will be some people that will beg to differ and argue on that. But, you know, when you're the appropriations committee is the most important. I mean, that is the end all be all. That is the money. That is the right. revenue, the budget, the spending. And, and yeah, I, I mean, you, if the checkbook closes, everything else closes. Yes. Down. Yeah. So it, it is essentially the most important committee and uh, is something to do he wants to remove him as the chairman because kinski did not make it back in person for the meeting now kinski was available for the meeting and i think took part of the meeting remotely yeah virtually yes which is allowed by senate rules yes so you know there's so what's that about i I think is there some kind of animosity there has going to be. on here? There has to be, Aaron, because I, I, I honestly, but you, you know, you have that. You know, you have that sure. in the legislature. You have that in Congress, and that is a lot of the reason why things don't get done. That that is the reason why we have three decades with these public lands here in sure. Wyoming. Yeah. It is apparently the Wyoming delegation has nothing that anybody else in the country wants, so. I'm not going to scratch your back yes. because you're not scratching mine. Yeah, so okay. there might have been something be- between Mr. Driscoll and, and Mr. Kinski down at the legislature where they butted heads, so to speak. I, I don't know. I, I don't, 
you know. I didn't hear anything from Kinski about it when we were talking no. during the legislative session. So there's nothing obvious. No, no, there is. Am I correct in saying that he wants to remove him as chairman, but I necessarily don't know if that's actually legal to well, do? Well, that's the question. And um, I was trying to find there was one of the other senators. Doesn't there need to be a vote? Yeah, that's what is, I was thinking, is, and I can't find the but information. But there's some kind of loophole, was... I believe, that uh, uh, Ogden Driscoll is is trying to. Yeah, there was something that he saw in the rules in the Senate that allow him, quote unquote, in his mind, to just remove him because he's the Senate president. And is he right or is he wrong? I don't know. I'm not a lawyer, but there seems to be at least, and I wish I could find her name, but there was another senator that had written a letter to, um, I think it was the Casper Star or some newspaper, saying that um, she agrees with Kinski that, that uh, Driscoll does not have the right to do this. It's got to go before the full Senate for a vote. Right, he doesn't have the authority to right. make that decision. And it, it's probably going to come down to there's going to have to be some kind of legal beagle come in and, and figure this out, but um, I don't know. I don't know. It's crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, when he's basing this on this meeting, and I'm sure there's other things that he was basing it on, but that was the be. biggest one. Yeah. I don't know. When, if, the, if the rules allow you to be there virtually, if you're not required to be there in person, and you're doing that, I don't understand why that's an issue, why, why even it would be. So, crazy. I don't know. So we'll see what happens there. Um, we did talk to, what do we have here? That is from today. Oh, there we go. We just got handed some information by the powers that be. Okay. One of our crack reporters here at Sheridan Media. No. <laughs> <laughs> the main one, Bob. Yes, um, the main crack reporter. <laughs> Um, this just came out today, I guess. Some law uh, lawmakers say Ogden Driscoll acting like he's the king of the legislature. Others defend him, which we kind of figured was yeah. going to happen. Uh, let's see here. Senate President Ogden Driscoll stripping Senator Dave Kinski of a committee chairmanship has divided the legislature. Shock. Some defend his decision, while others say he's trying to build his own kingdom. Some members of the Wyoming legislature are saying Senate President Ogden Driscoll is acting like he's the king of the Senate in the wake of removing Senator Kinski as chairman of the Senate Appropriations Committee. Um, and as we said, Driscoll stripped uh, Kinski of his leadership position last month for what he said was a lack of communication between himself. That's what it was. That was the other aspect. Lack of communication between himself, Kinski, and the rest of the Appropriations Committee, and his failure to attend in person a management council meeting in person last March. Last March? Yeah, it was. Was a, that what, two months ago then? Yeah. Okay. Which he's allowed to do. So I understand. Um, after making two attempts to meet with Kinski in person about the matter, uh, Driscoll said he finally gave up and delivered Kinski the news in a voicemail. Huh? Yeah. Really? In a voicemail? That's well, it could have been worse. It could have been through text. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's like a breakup by text. That's yeah. like terrible. Okay. I think we should see other people. <laughs> yeah. See ya. Don't even have... I'm not even going to give you the opportunity to smack me around yeah, for saying it. Yeah. Goodness. Um, 
It's an accountability for how the budget session is run that plays directly back to me as Senate President said Driscoll as he talked to Cowboy State Daily. Okay, well, some legislature legislators have said they support Driscoll's decision, others don't. Senator Sherry Steinmetz, that's the one, sent an official letter of objection to Driscoll about the decision last week. The kind of maneuver creates unnecessary chaos and is not conducive to the methodical and deliberate nature of the Senate, nor consistent with our government rules. Okay. Um, the Senate president has the power to name members of all of his committees, including appointing lawmakers and chairman as chairman. Driscoll's membership and chairman selections were ratified by the Senate on January 10th. So Kinski was just re-upped as the Appropriations Committee president on this year. Mm-hmm. So in a separate letter dated May 4th, Steinmetz said the role of the Senate president is one of service, not a kingship, and accused Driscoll of trying to build his own kingdom. It's, might, a mo- it's, might, a mo- it's a monarchy. <laughs> might be a stretch there, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, maybe you did overstep a little bit. The the legal teams who, will figure this out. Who made the statement out. about the uh, the monarchy, the kingdom? That was Steinmetz, wasn't Interesting. it? From Lingle, I guess. So there is a uh, big power struggle happening within the Wyoming Senate. It looks like there might be in the next session. And these interim committees that are going on now, I mean, it's. I'm sure this is going to be discussed. Oh, yeah. For sure. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and take a break right there. We are uh, going to come back and talk about some more stuff on the uh, Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. We'll be back right after this. electric and you'll see the light maybe it's as simple as adding an extra outlet maybe it's as detailed as wiring an industrial building maybe it's high efficiency led lighting or a fire alarm system or phone system installation and repair maybe it's data system wiring irrigation wiring or electric motor sales and repair commercial residential industrial agriculture above ground below ground call jackson electric and you'll see the light at 1851 north main in sheridan life can be fast paced and it can be hard to get things done but we're here to help make your home loan process easy hi this is cheyenne panetta mortgage loan originator at first northern bank of wyoming while we'd love to see you we also offer an easy online mortgage application to apply for a loan in just minutes we offer competitive rates and can get you pre-qualified same day visit first northern northern.bank to start your application today or give us a call at 673-HOME. We look forward to helping you. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS number 197407. Mother's Day is almost here, and you want to customize the perfect gift to show your love and appreciation for all that your mom has done for you. At Legacy Diamond and Gems, they've got you covered. Their exquisite collection of jewelry features a wide range of styles from classic to modern, from simple to tailor-made. They have something for every taste and budget. Visit Legacy Diamond and Gems today and give your mom the gift that she'll cherish for years to come. Happy Mother's Day from Legacy Diamond and Gems at 11 North Main Street in downtown Sheridan. Well, it's just a fact that sometimes the water well you have is just not the water well you wished you had. What if you turned on your tap and a little country band drained out singing, Water, water, cool, clear water. Well, that's just what 307 Wildcat Well Service delivers. They'll bore down old Mother Earth and find you that water. Now get ready for a phone number. 
217-2155 or find 307 Wildcat Well Service on Facebook and you too will have cool, clear water. So what's wrong, Fido? Did Timmy fall down the well again? What? You mean you don't want this dog food? You want a different dog food? Okay, so you want Northwest Naturals raw diets for dogs sold locally only at the Health Nut? Our 27th wait, wait. annual open house at Heartland Devotees this Saturday, May 13th. Raw Hi. honey and organic cinnamon? And they have Northwest Naturals for cats, too? You guys stay right here. I'm going to the Health Nut in Sheridan's 5th Street Mall right now. Hi, this is Liz Kincaid, host of the new video podcast called Sheridan County Ag Update. Join me each week as I visit with folks in our area about local agriculture issues, rodeo, 4-H, FFA, and more. You can find my video podcast each week and past interviews under the podcast tab or on the front page of SheridanMedia.com. Sheridan County Ag Update is presented by Heartland Kubota, Cowboy State Bank, and True Built Builders. So join me, Liz Kincaid, host of Sheridan County Ag Update on SheridanMedia.com. Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Aaron Palmer, your host, along with Mr. Ron Richter, co-host, who and where you've been talking about uh, Wyoming Public Lands Initiative. We talked a little bit about uh, Senator Kinski and his um, interesting interaction with with uh, Do the Driscoll. Senate the Senate brouhaha. Yeah, which uh, apparently is going to get interesting before it gets done. We have a caller that's been waiting. Thank you, caller. You're on the air on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Go ahead. Yes, gentlemen, I've got some questions for you. Okay. Regarding the actions of the Senate President Driscoll. Okay. First question, how did Driscoll become Senate President? Was he voted into that position by the Senate, by the legislature? That is my understanding, yes. Okay, that was question one. Question two. Did he make appointments to committee, or did he make recommendations of appointments to committee? In other words, did he say to the Senate, I am appointing, well, in this case, uh, Senator Kinski to the Appropriations Committee, or did he ask them and make recommendation and they voted? My when did underst- he do, appoint or recommend? My understanding is it's an appointment, like a mayor's appointment, yes. where they say, okay, mm-hmm. here's what I'd like to see, and then the Senate has to vote And they voted. On those. Right. So what they did is they voted their approval. So the Senate voted for Driscoll to be president. Then Driscoll made the appointments to the various committees, which also received a vote of approval. So you've got a clear line as to how these positions are filled. So my question would be one, Driscoll was voted president by the Senate as a a whole. His appointments were approved by the Senate as a whole. So then the question came out, well, can he remove someone from that position? That's that's pivotal to the question, right? Can, Can he do this without an approval of the Senate? So I would ask this, has there been any other, has anybody researched to find out if this situation has ever presented itself in past legislative sessions where individuals were removed from being chairman of their various committees in the Senate? Has this ever been done before? Do you know? I don't know. No, I I don't uh, honestly remember it happening. 
Well, of course, that's within, you know, a reasonable amount of time. Yes. But, but it seems to be, and I, I do remember this. This was kind of interesting. Mr. Kinsky one time made a remark, and I can't tell you what the setting was. It was a formal setting. But he asked this question rhetorically. He said, what are we dealing with here, the donut or the hole? And oddly enough, it's kind of that sort of situation here in that an absence of a negative doesn't necessarily assume a positive. I hope I'm making sense. What I'm saying is when you don't have a definitive answer, did Driscoll then go for the hole and not the donut? Or you could conversely turn it around and say he went for the donut, not the hole. But, but sure. my point is, my point is, how does one address this? Is there a format already in law to address this situation as it has occurred? Does one seek opinion? Does it have to go? Where would you go with this question? Does that make sense? Exactly. And that's the million-dollar question. And what you were saying about is it the don't under the hole, that's the whole thing. Because I had heard in a story recently that Driscoll had said that it, the state law does not specifically say that he can't. Or cannot. Or cannot. So that's why exactly. he assumed that he could. But that's a very good question. We don't know. And that's where I think that you know we're going to have to get legal yes, I agree. involved in this. Somebody that knows state law. Or perhaps... Um, well, state law, now that, that raises another question. It could perhaps be on the federal level. Sure. If you went to Black's Law Dictionary, you might be able to find some definition under law good for, for this, this particular situation. How far this, they want to roll this ball is another question because litigation <laughs> is not a poor man's sport. <laughs> no. And, and so, again, it, even if there is something on the federal level, how does that apply at the state level? It doesn't necessarily level, mean that it, that it supersedes state law in I certain understand. matters. So, I, I, I don't disagree with you in that regard at right. all. But um, does anybody, has anybody been uh, uh, able to ask um, Senator Kinsky if he has thought of a pursuit in this matter or has he accepted it? Uh, if he accepts it and doesn't challenge it, I'm assuming... It w who would, where would you go with this? Yeah, good question. It seems like it's going to stand if it isn't challenged. Well, obviously, you yeah. know, if yeah, I mean, it's the added old adage: it's only illegal if you get caught. So if if somebody was wanting to overturn this, they would have to challenge it, and if it doesn't get exactly. challenged, then it sits. And who would challenge it? Who would have standing in court? Would be the party affected immediately. Right by. now. I did talk to Senator Kinsky, uh, I believe it was last week or the week before, okay. to try to talk to him about it. And he's on vacation oh. for the next couple of weeks. And he did say that there is a point that he would like to address this. Address but it. he said that it, right now is not the time okay. for obvious reasons. So I, I think he didn't come out and say that he was going to fight it, but he did at least say that he wanted to talk about it you know come on shared media or talk to whomever and at least talk about it and get his side of the story or whatever his position is on this so i think it's it's coming it's just not going to happen right at the moment so it's not you know and it's not something that really needs to happen right now but it obviously needs to be taken care of before now, will, they get into their interim committees and all that stuff so will the new appointment need to have 
the uh, approval of the body of the Senate. Again, the new very good question. And is this an interim appointment or only for 24 uh, or what? Right. Exactly. And I don't think that there's a precedent like you were leading up to, to to specify this. So I think we're in uncharted waters here, as far far as I can tell. Before I get off the phone, and it'll be my last comment on this, is um, I wonder if it is worth a slight pursuit to see if such a thing has ever occurred before in the Wyoming legislature, in the Senate, or... I, I don't know if you want to drag the House into this. I'd leave it out of it. But has this ever <laughs> happened? Was there precedent that such a thing as this has happened before? It, to me, it would be a very interesting question. Maybe not to everybody. But anyway, thank you for that, gentlemen. Oh, you're thank welcome. You. And as the caller said, that's a valid question. Yeah. You know, and it, well, it that's going to have to be answered. Right. Did this happen 100 years ago? Who knows? Yeah. It's very possible. Well, I, I like the fact that uh, she brought up what happens with the appointment right because isn't it isn't it senator uh, nethercott is who got mm-hmm. appointed tara nethercott excuse um, me yes so is she just in a room is she <clears throat> basically taking over for kinski or is the senate going to have to vote to confirm that right and if even if all this happens these appointments happen at every legislative session mm-hmm. so is it only going to happen until february or march of 2024 yeah i <laughs> yeah, ding, somebody help. You know, it's going to have to go through the legal system. And I don't, I, maybe that's what's happening. Maybe there are people looking at this right now. Yes. It, and and I, we're going to hear about this. And if there's not somebody looking into this, there should be. It, it'll be interesting to see what uh, Senator Kinski does with this because yeah. he might just say, well, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. Let, let Senator Driscoll have his way. And- but we all know. That number one, Senator Kinski enjoys serving, and he really likes the Appropriations Committee. Yes, and he's a lawyer, so he might be in you know wherever they're out on vacation at a beach somewhere, reading legal books, trying to figure out what to do. Who knows? I wouldn't say might. <laughs> <laughs> I would say he probably, probably is, or he's got somebody looking into <laughs> yeah. this at some point. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, probably, and we'll we'll know something. Yeah. So. This is going to get interesting, and little bitty Wyoming, and, and you know the, little, these little bit of drama. Yeah, and it, here we go. It's just more craziness in the on the political scene. Yeah, when is the <sighs> interesting? Real quick, we get a couple of minutes here. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk about, we're going to get to in an upcoming show at some point. But the Sheridan Police Department. Do you remember here a couple of weeks back? Um, stopped those two guys downtown. Yes, for open carry, carrying the. Uh, AK or like type. whatever yeah. is an AR well, I, platform. Yeah, I don't know what it is. So some kind of scary, you know, military style yes. weapon. So my question was, if they'd have just been p- packing around a six shooter revolver or even a pistol, you know, a, like a Glock, Taurus, or Glock, yeah, whatever, would people be that upset or even a little bit on the leery Absolutely side? Absolutely not. So it's I think it's it the just, scary the scary yeah. guns got everybody wound but, up. And, and, you but know, you have to take that and, and you know as a, I'm a Second say, Amendment and, guy and, and, and that's I guess what they were yeah because you to just do. you know and you can do just as much damage with a, a semi-automatic pistol as you can with a rifle. Yes. I get that, but yeah, I mean it's the idea that these guys are carrying around rifles that kind of gets people a little bit 
nervous. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I would be too. I think also with what's been going on in the country, yeah. it, it kind of, you know, it, it added to it. It amplified the, the fears. Exactly. We're going to have to talk about this one more in more depth. Maybe that'll be next week. Yes. We'll see. We'll talk about it. Okay, that's it for this week's Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Thanks for calling in and listening. And uh, Ron, thanks for coming in. Arrivederci. Okay, man. We'll see you next week. Yep. Bye. Plug into Jackson Electric and you'll feel the power. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, call Jackson Electric. Commercial, residential, agricultural, it makes no difference. Call Jackson Electric. Jackson Electric does high-efficiency LED lighting and fire alarm systems installation. Wiring a home, wiring a business, new electrical service, or enlarging existing surface. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. The Sheridan Fellowship of Christian Athletes is a Christian sports ministry that focuses on coaches, campus, camp, and community. We strive to strengthen the influence of Jesus Christ in our community through coaches and athletes, growing their relationship with Christ and his church. Won't you join us in making a significant difference in the lives of our coaches and kids? To learn more or to join our team, contact me online today, wsmith at fca.org. Spring has sprung. The weather's beautiful. And Shipton's Big R is inspired. And Wrangler's inspired by their legendary looks that won the West over. And incredible fits that are known to turn heads. We have a spring sale going on right now. 10% off our entire selection of Wrangler. We're talking about everything Wrangler. Shirts, jeans, tops, caps, outerwear, you name it, it's on sale. Choose from original cowboy cut jeans, 20X, ultimate riding jeans, Riggs Workwear, George Strait, and many other Wrangler labels. Men's, ladies, and kids. Our springtime everything Wrangler sale is going on right now. 10% off. Your largest and most complete selection of Wrangler is found at Shipton's Big R on Sugarland Drive in Sheridan. Branded with quality. Shipton's Big R. I'm here today with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Tommy, hi. Have you started your spring cleaning yet? Oh, I need to get on that. You know what's really important to do in the spring that often gets overlooked? What's that? Replacing the cabin and engine air filters in your vehicles after driving on the mucky winter roads. And remember, we service all makes and models, including domestics. I didn't think about that. And for the month of May, we're offering 50% off all cabin and engine air filters when you get the oil change in your car or truck at Sheridan Honda. For all your service and repair needs, visit Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. From the simplest to the most complex electrical applications, Jackson Electric has the knowledge, the experience, and the reputation to meet and exceed any electrical need or requirement. Jackson Electric's expertise even includes phone systems, data systems, LED lighting systems, fire alarm systems, and irrigation systems. Residential, commercial, industrial, agriculture. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, Jackson Electric does it all at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. 103.9 FM is News Talk 930, KROE, Sheridan. KROE.